Happy Friday, Wildcats fans. We are going to talk a lot about tomorrow's game against ASU, and as promised, we're going to break down the L.A. schools, and we're going to talk a little bit of conference realignment, make fun of George Klievkoff a little bit, all the fun stuff. Let's get started here on Locked on Wildcats. You are Locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we've got a lot to get to this show. But first, we're going to talk a little bit of conference realignment news. And... Um, so basically what came out yesterday is that Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson goes on and uh, says that he's confident in a deal, but there's there's going to be less money involved than maybe they uh, had previously thought. Hmm, weird. And that um, he can't guarantee anything. He can't guarantee any form of... Uh, um, you know, any form of a deal, even though he says he's very confident in it. Weird. But um, this just kind of goes hand in hand with what we've been uh, what, what we've been talking about for uh, basically forever. And that everything that was promised essentially by the, uh, you know, by the uh, the Wilners and the Kenzanos of the world. Sure. Maybe Arizona does go ahead. Maybe Arizona does stay in the Pac-12. But it was all nonsense about the money and all of this. It wasn't even close to being true. And that's basically what's going to come out. You're now seeing reports that, you know, where earlier you thought it was going to be somewhere in the 30s or whatever. Now you're talking, now you're seeing reports where Arizona or the schools could be making like in the 27 area. That's just not good. Um, and honestly, I don't know that anybody should be surprised by this at all because when is the Pac 12 ever led from the front? Has there ever been a time when you've watched the Pac-12 and said, you know, they, uh, they're they really ahead of the curve right here? No, there's never a time that you said that because it doesn't happen. So all of this promise, all of this nonsense about how, oh, we're going to get more money, the future is in streaming, all of this, that's all, that was all crap. Um, now, again, who knows? Maybe they do stay together. I don't. Uh, again, I will. I certainly hope not, because I think that Arizona fans deserve a little bit better than that. But that's just kind of where we're at at this stage. It was also just kind of funny that uh, that Ray Anderson would go out there and actually say what he said. But you know what? That's kind of par for the course right here. I'm not exactly surprised by any of this, nor should you. You are all smarter than me. So again. Um, maybe a deal gets done, maybe it doesn't, but it's going to be for less money. And not only is it going to be for less money, it's going to be in a G or it's going to be for less vision as well. So that's kind of where we're at right there. Again, your friendly reminder that the uh, PAC 12, uh, commissioners and generally all the president, generally the presidents, not all of them, our guys good, but generally the presidents have no clue what they're talking about. Um, so that's kind of where we're at with all of that now. Let's get to some on-the-court news. All right, Arizona basketball tomorrow against ASU, high noon. We've broken down, uh, you know, who can do what for ASU. So right now it's time to put together my prediction. 
Um, now, I think they, I think Arizona's going to win this game by about 12 to 13 points. Something like that. Um, and if, uh, if they win by 12 to 13 points, that's good. Because, again, you got the L.A. schools coming up. You don't want to do anything that can jeopardize, you know, uh, you don't want to do any injuries. You would like a easy victory right here. If you can get an easy victory, obviously you're going to take that every single day of the week, as you should. Now, a few things in play right here, though, again. Uh, one thing I'm going to be very interested to see, does Bobby Hurley press? Does Bobby Hurley trap? Because in the first game against Arizona, he trapped, and it was a problem for the Wildcats. Um, I would love to see how – I'm going to love to see how Arizona – Responds to that, and this is also the game too, where Tommy Lloyd started calling, um, where Tommy Lloyd uh, didn't call a ton of timeouts, and after he didn't call a ton of timeouts, he um, uh, um, didn't call a ton of timeouts, and if uh, memory serves, he started uh, he started um, posting more or started calling more timeouts. But again, I, this is a this is a victory that I think Arizona is going to uh, get, and I think they should be able to get this one fairly easily. All right, now let's talk about uh, UCLA USC coming up. Now uh, you watch them UCLA. I know that Arizona fans don't want to hear this. It's true. Trust me, I don't want to put this out there either. But UCLA is not very good. Or UCLA is very good. I know they don't have the marquee wins that a lot of people are looking for. Totally get all that, but you watch them, and they're a team that um, they're they're a good team. I don't, you know, there's there's really no other way around that. Um, they're a very very good team, and you look up and down the roster, and it makes sense. Um, and not only does it make sense, but um, where where do you watch? Uh, where do you watch any uh, where do you watch any game and say that uh, where do you watch any game and say you know what um, the uh, UCLA doesn't look or UCLA doesn't look the part I mean they do because again you look up and down their roster you got Tiger Campbell running the point we all know that Tiger Campbell um, we all know that Tiger Campbell is a very very good point guard and the thing and the thing and the thing about and the thing about Tiger Campbell as well is that he's clutch. How many times have you watched UCLA over the years and he's made a big shot? He's kind of the epitome of he's kind of the epitome of a guy who you don't really appreciate. Um you don't really appreciate until you watch him and you see how he controls a game. I it's a little bit of a comparison to Mike Bibby in this regard and that you watch Mike Bibby and he, yes, he got you 17 points. He got you five assists. But it was the way that it was the manner in which he controlled the game. It was the manner in which the big shots that came, the big shots that came with him were something that I think a lot of people, um, you know, kind of understated. And I think Tiger Campbell is a little bit like that. Now, again, he pales in comparison to Mike Bibby. He's nowhere near as good as Mike Bibby. And I'm not going to sit here and say that because I think you could make a great case that Mike Bibby is the second best player in school history. As a matter of fact, take this for what it's worth. We've said this before. I'll say it again. The great Brian Jeffries, the GOAT, has said multiple times to me that he thinks that if he if he had to choose just one guy to uh, needed to win a game with, he would go with Mike Bibby. 
that's uh, that's high praise right there. That's that's very high praise. So that's kind of uh, where it is with that. So Tiger Campbell, very good at the point guard position. Then you got Jaime Hawkins. If Azulis Tabellis, um, Azulis Tabellis uh, struggles from here on out or doesn't put up vintage zoo numbers, you're probably going to see Jaime Hawkins. Uh, go ahead and win that conference player of the year award. And honestly, wouldn't have a huge problem with it. He's a tough dude. He's very, very good. You watch him and you know very quickly that, uh, um, you know very quickly that he can get to wherever he wants on the court. Matt Muehlbach, uh, Matt Muehlbach, I think put it very well when he said uh, that, um, you watch, uh, you watch Hawkes, and he's got a little bit of Luke Walton in him, and that he could kind of back you down. He could kind of get to where he needs to get on the court. He's got a lot of that, for lack of a better term, kind of that YMCA game to him right there. And it's been, uh, you know, it's impressive stuff to watch right there. He's a pretty good player. And he's another guy that's generally been pretty clutch. Um, Hawkes is a, uh, again, it's Hawkes and it's, uh, Azulis Tabellas, those are the two best players in the conference, I think, by a good percentage. Now, you got some other guys on UCLA that are fascinating as well. Amari Bailey came in with a ton of hype, five-star kid. Um, again, very, very talented. Um, the uh, the thing you watch about with Amari Bailey is, you know, what is he going to be able to bring you from a statistical perspective, game in and game out? And I don't think that we know that yet. But you certainly see flashes of a guy that so of why so many people thought that this was going to be a NBA lottery pick. He's a lefty. Um, generally, with lefties, you know that that means that they won't get their shot blocked. He also is a guy who can get into the paint, can score, can block shots, can do a lot of different things. So he's a talented, talented dude. Then you got David Singleton, who essentially stands around and shoots threes. My favorite occupation right there. But he makes them at a pretty high percentage. So you got to keep an eye out for him. And then after that, you got Dylan Andrews, point guard, probably the point guard of the future. Not nearly as good as Kylan Boswell coming off the bench. And up front, and this is always where it's, uh, I think it's a little dicey for UCLA against Arizona, is that your big men up front are not, you've got one big man essentially in a Dembona. And you watch a Dembona, six foot nine, two hundred thirty-five pounds, two hundred twenty-five pounds, whatever you want to say. He's a beast. Um, very, very talented dude. Uh, can block some shots, physical, you name it. They, he's got it. But that's essentially it. After that, you got uh, Spitter Boy Matt or uh, Etienne, and you got some other guys that just aren't very good. And these are games we talk about it day in, day out, game in, game out. That Azulis Tabellas has to dominate. That uh, Umar Ballo, you have to dominate. You have to be able to go out there and exert what you can do. Because, again, as great as Jaime Hawkes is, Zoo is a bigger player. He's physically built better. He's just a different guy entirely. Um, and then Umar Ballo. Uh, Ballo is the guy that gets so much done on brute force. Um and by brute force, I mean that he's a player that can that he can essentially drop step, dunk you, and um, or he can finish around the hoop. There is some skill to his game. Not going to pretend that there's not skill. I don't want anybody to uh, uh, take that the wrong way. But 
there also is a certain factor to him of where he um to where he can uh he shouldn't have many off days outside of being in foul trouble with the kind of game that he possesses. He shouldn't really have off games. And um, that's where kind of where it is right there. This is a game though, again, that Arizona, their big advantage, and we'll keep saying this, their big advantage is up front Um, because pardon the pun. They're a lot bigger than UCLA and they're a lot more experienced right there. So if Arizona is going to win this game and essentially lock up a number one seed in the West, you need to be able to beat UCLA right here. Now, granted, you could have a um, you could have a rematch that could certainly happen um, in the Pac-12 tournament. As a matter of fact, it probably will happen. But that also doesn't mean, though, that uh, you can't win that you shouldn't win this game. I believe Arizona will win this game, um, just because I believe that Arizona matches up very well with UCLA. All right, now. We're going to get to the uh, we're going to get to uh, USC here in a second, but first, FanDuel. All right, here's the deal: FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel.com backslash locked on. Make every moment more here. Now, FanDuel, this is the best time of the year to bet, in my opinion. I'm a big basketball fan. <coughs> Anybody that knows me knows that I'm a big basketball fan. This is where you want to watch fan, or this is where you want to bet. FanDuel, check it out: FanDuel.com backslash locked on. Um, if you think that I'm smart and you're saying, Mike, I think you're, we're going to cover against ASU, then go on FanDuel and bet bet for it. But if you think to yourself, man, this Mike Luke's an idiot. I'm going against what he has to say. Either way, FanDuel, check it out. FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. This, again, this is the great time of the year. Yes, football's over. I get that. That's a bummer. But you got basketball. Baseball's right around the corner. There's a lot to keep you interested right there. So, again, check it out. FanDuel. All right. We'll be right back with you. We're going to start breaking down Arizona USC next. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, time to break down Arizona USC. I'm a big Andy Enfield guy. A lot of people out there tell me that Andy Enfield stinks. I don't believe that Andy Enfield stinks. I believe that Andy Enfield's a pretty good coach. I believe that he's done a great job at USC, and I think that he's going to continue to do a good job. Now, what do you need to know about SC? All right, they're very talented. Um, as always, he generally brings pretty talented teams to the equation. Um, you got two guys. This is basically a two-man show with a lot of talented players on the side. But first, Drew Peterson. Um, you watch Drew Peterson, about six foot nine, can shoot from long range, can get to the rim, can do a lot of different things out there, and he's a very good passer as well. He's a tough matchup for uh, or for teams. I don't know. I would imagine that Arizona puts Seth Henderson on him first and then Pella Larson, but they're going to be giving up some size to him and some skill as well. So I could see that being a team approach by the University of Arizona right there. Then 
you got uh, Boogie Ellis. Um, Boogie Ellis, ex-big time recruit. He's bounced around a little bit, but he's found a home at uh, USC. He's coming off a of Pac-12 Player of the Week. He can drop 30 points on any given night. Um, he can also pass, although he's definitely more of a scoring point guard. He's going to be a guy that uh, I would imagine Courtney Ramey will get the uh, guard, uh, will get the assignment on. Um, but those two right there, those are the guys that we, you know, we always talk about Zoo and uh, Umar Ballo needed to combine for 50 points. These are the guys that kind of need to combine for 40 points for you if you're USC to beat good teams. Then after that, you got some good players as well. You got Jordan Morgan up front, um, ex Long Beach State kid. Uh, probably the best shot blocker in the Pac-12, as we talked about before. Umar Ballo does have some problems with length from time to time. This will be an interesting game in that front. Then you also got, um, excuse me. Then you've also got uh, uh, Vince Iwachukwu. Now he had a uh, heart problem earlier in the season, which prevented him from playing for a while. But he's back right now, and not only is he back, but he's very good. He looks like he's nine feet tall out there. Moves well, another shot blocker. Um, and those are always the thing with Andy Enfield teams is that they have shot blockers out there. They've got guys that, you know, if they can erase mistakes at the rim, to use a uh, fun cliche right there. And then after that, you got some other fun guys. Um, again, it's a very talented team on the wing. You got Reese Waters, Dixon, kid out of L.A., uh, 10 point per game guy. U of A looked at him initially. Then you got a Trey White. And you got a Co or a Kobe Johnson. Again, these are guys that um, a lot of these guys can play in the NBA. If you were to tell me that um, three or four of these dudes from USC end up playing in the NBA, I could totally see it. I could see Boogie playing in the NBA. I could see uh, Drew Peterson playing in the NBA. I could see Big Vince. I could see uh, Trey White, Kobe Johnson. I could see these dudes playing in the NBA because they have that kind of ability right there. So, again, USC – Again, everybody's going to be looking at UCLA, and rightfully so. But USC is the one that uh, USC is the one that um, you don't want to take for granted. You don't want to take lightly because they could end up beating you, and you're going to be looking back and saying to yourself, "Why in the world did we not take them seriously?" So that's kind of where it's at right now. All right, we're going to take a quick break, wrap things up, get you ready for the weekend. <coughs> Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, I want to say this again. I've said it multiple times on this platform. But again, I believe that the job, as great a job as Tommy Lloyd did recruit, uh, coaching last year, I think he's done an even better job this year. You watch what he's been able to do, and it's been absolutely remarkable. Um, from you losing Benedict Matherin, losing Dalen Terry, losing Christian Coloco, and... <clears throat> With all due respect, you replaced them with solid players, but not guys in that realm, like a <coughs> excuse me, a Pella Larson, a an Umar Ballo, a Sed Henderson, guys like that, a Courtney Rainey. But and while you've replaced them, um, you know it's still those still aren't the same caliber of players. But Arizona, in a weird way, kind of hasn't missed a beat. You're right back in there. You're competing for a number one seed out West. There's a very good chance you can get it, but the Tommy gun gets it. Tommy Lloyd understands basketball at a high, uh, at a elite level, as some people would like to say. And we're just very lucky to have him. These are two A plus coaching performances right here. 
And I think that if you're Arizona, you got to be incredibly happy with what you've seen so far. Okay. As always, really appreciate all of you hopping in right here. Um, we're on a game-by-game basis. I believe Arizona is going to beat ASU by 12 to 13 points. We'll see how right I am. But we will be back with you on Monday, and we're going to get you ready again. Uh, talk all week about Arizona versus the L.A. schools because that's going to be the biggest road swing of the season. But everybody out there, have a great Friday. Have a great rest of your weekend as well. And we will be back with you tomorrow. You have been listening to Locked on Wildcats.